Amen. Welcome back to our series this week, 10-Minute Apologetics, doing an episode every day this week to help you defend your faith and give you some more equipping for your arsenal in your future conversations with unbelievers. And we want to give a defense with gentleness and respect, honoring Christ as Lord, and doing so to give a reason for the hope we have that's founded upon God's Word. We get that paraphrase from me, 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. So let's pray and dive into this episode. Father, I thank you for the uh, person listening right now, the people listening right now. Father, I thank you for the word that we have from you. I thank you that you give us hope in your word, that you give us confidence in your word. Lord, equip us with uh, that confidence and faith um, that we can defend the Bible well. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you are trustworthy and true and that you are faithful and you revealed yourself through the Bible and that we can trust it. I ask, Lord, that this episode uh, and the rest from this week would be encouraging for uh, each person listening, uh, as well as for myself, Lord, that we can defend the word well and trust you to grant people eternal life as we uh, share your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm splitting up this episode into two parts. Uh, the first is trusting the Bible, and the second is defending the Bible. We want to trust the Bible so that we can defend it. If we don't trust the Bible, it's going to be hard to defend it. And so, uh, you know, we can know God's word, uh, but the people who uh, we're talking to may not, so they might have some misconceptions about it. And it's important that we know not only what we believe, but why we believe it, so that in those conversations, when someone asks our, uh, hard questions about the Bible, we not only answer them well, uh, but that we also don't get offended too. Uh, honestly, that does happen uh, when we doubt or question our faith. And we're going to get to that in just a little bit. But before we do, I want to just encourage you, uh, we're going to get into some logic in this episode. And that's one of the ways that we do uh, be effective in sharing our faith and defending our faith, because some people just don't trust the word. They don't trust the Bible. So logic is important. God gave us all a brain, and we can use logic, and he'll use that in, in powerful ways. So I have two things before we start here, really important. Uh, giving a defense for the hope we have involves the word, and logical arguments uh, are encouraging for us, but they're not a substitute for God's word. So it's not wrong to use logic in our conversations with others. But it's important to use it as a pointer to the truth of God's word, not as a replacement. So let's get some deep roots here in scripture. Um, got two verses here for you, Psalm 119.49 and Romans 5.5. 5. And the point here is that we may not use the word in every moment in our conversation, uh, but really our hope is in God's word, our hope, especially uh, because he has uh, given us that hope through his spirit poured out into us. So Psalm 119, this verse says, remember your word to your servant in which you have made me hope. And then Romans 5, 5 says, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So the point here with the whole offense thing and, and, and putting our hope in God's word is that if we're honest, we probably do have doubts. 
And so uh, the first part about trusting the Bible is wrestling with our doubts. You see, unanswered questions can arise from Bible study and these uh, questions that people might ask us. And some of the questions can be answered, but some of them can't. In Deuteronomy 29, 29, it says that the hidden things belong to God. And now that's a comfort and a way to wrestle with doubts. And we can ask God to give us peace about what we don't know uh, and confidence in him and what we do know and that uh, he can teach us what's true. And really, we just have to be humble. We got to acknowledge that uh, scripture is what it is and that we can receive it by faith. And that's truly the childlike faith that Jesus wants from us. So when we're preparing for defending scripture, we don't have to know everything, especially about the Bible's reliability. It is important that we do wrestle with our doubts. Um, and the Lord will actually strengthen us through that so that we can defend his truth. He wants us to have confidence in him. He really does. And he'll provide that for us. Uh, so... Um, in defending the Bible, there's just a large onslaught of doubt and opposition, especially in the church hurt culture and, and some of the other stuff of um, apostasy that's going on. If you don't know that word, Google it, uh, in, uh, even in the church today. And really what we want to do is we want to answer objections. And uh, some of the arguments we're going to be talking about today are going to be um, about the Bible and about people's distrust in it. So the first argument today, we're going to just pound through these as fast as we can, because I know that you're busy and you want to get on with your day, but I wanted this to be equipping for you. The first argument is that man wrote it, not God. Yes, man wrote it, but also God led the writers. The Holy Spirit did that. I'm a firm believer in what's known as plenary inspiration, P-L-E-N-A-R-Y. Google that. You'll love it. It's a wonderful doctrine. I'll leave a resource in the description as well for you to study that on your own. And it comes from 2 Timothy 3.16. And so um, the point is that we can trust that God's word was inspired by God, especially as the Bible itself declares that. And I mean, Paul is even talking to a pastor there. So... This guy needed to know that doctrine and be reminded of it. So hopefully that's encouraging to you. Now, the second question is uh, in being written by man that there's inconsistencies with scripture. And I appreciate a statement on gotquestions.org. Again, I'll leave this link in the description. And it explains that the Bible is reliable because of internal consistency connection to evidence and re relevance to our experience. I love that. Um, I also appreciate Lee Strobel's argument about how uh, he actually couldn't arrive at the Bible being true without faith. Billy Graham also had the same conviction and uh, upon coming to this conviction as well, that propelled his ministry forward and he boldly proclaimed God's word even when his contemporaries were doubting the Bible's uh, being without error. It's inerrancy. And as you study this and, and get to know it on your own, the reality is the Bible is actually reliable because of all aspects of how it was written and how it came together in no other way uh, in history that another book has. Think about it. The Bible is the only book in the world written over the span of 1,500 years on three different continents by different authors in at least three languages all with the same narrative, theology, and premise. That is incredible. And again, no other book in the world can claim that, and no other book will. 
And it's because God sovereignly wrote it and faithfully preserved it. So actually, the Bible is really consistent. And the argument about inconsistencies is usually based on a combination of disbelief, like unwrestled doubts, and also a lack of quality study. And even those who have studied it uh, with a quality study, unfortunately, will bring their own presuppositions to it. And some of that can be a hardness of heart as well. Now, what if the person I'm talking to just won't have that? Well, just like Pastor Chris said in our episode from yesterday, it's important to ask good questions. This helps them get to the end of their reasoning and even allows them to voice their beliefs so you can have a better understanding of them. Hello, Proverbs, right? <laughs> Being a good listener. Uh, what about um, translations, right? What about when the Bible has been translated over and over and over, over hundreds of years? Well, on this one, it's important, and here's a little tidbit of seminary nugget for you. It's important to find common ground while upholding biblical truth. Yes, the Bible has been translated immensely. Yes, it has been passed down for thousands of years, but that does not decrease its reliability. It actually maintains it. So how has the Bible, uh, how is the Bible trustworthy when it's been changed so many times? It hasn't. In fact, more manuscripts than any other historical document exist for the Bible. And the manuscripts are dun -dun -dun -dun, consistent. In fact, over 99.5% of the New Testament, you can Google this, is consistent. Really only minor spelling and punctuation differences. And the important thing about this is that it doesn't affect any major Doctrine, And again, we're getting into 2 Timothy 3.16 here. In the original manuscripts, God's word is inerrant and infallible. Now, how, can we trust translations? Yes, because I, I do believe that God leads the people who translate the word to be faithful to the meaning of the original words. And of course, it's hard to get sometimes to exact. Uh, in fact, it's impossible to get to exact meanings. But the point is that God's faithful to preserve the meaning through the ages so that we can come to know him rightly. Um also, if you you know have read the Odyssey before and uh, appreciate that book, um, uh, written a long time ago, it has less credibility than the Bible based on this evidence alone with manuscripts. Um, the Bible is too old is another argument. Well, the Constitution is old, dude, and it's running the U.S. <laughs> Just kidding. So, uh, but this argument really neglects at least two things. The first is our human condition, and the second is our universal needs as human. And you know, the Bible really does answer both, and it answers it adequately in ways that no other scriptures, no other human philosophy does. You know, the, the Constitution, like I just acknowledged, um, is based upon Christian values. And there's really a conscience that God has given us, you can read that in Romans 2, that does prick us and, and cause us to live in a certain way. And the Bible alone can define and testify to what it does and what it's intended for. Again, I'll go ahead and leave some resources in the description below, and you can check those out at The Lord Grants You the Time. But really, I just want to take a moment as we're ending off this episode. I know it's, it's been 10 minutes, so we're done here now. But I want to take a moment to just relish at the fact that the Bible has had such an incredible, indescribable impact on world history and god has just used it so powerfully to transform lives and reveal himself to us and that's such a wonderful and beautiful truth and 
honestly, I, I pray that that causes both you and I to uh, defend Scripture with a passion and with a love for the Lord and the person in front of us. That's really what this is about. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please uh, stay tuned for tomorrow's episode. We're going to be dealing with the existence of God and morality. And if you haven't also, um, check out our episode from yesterday, our interview with Pastor Chris. I pray that you have a blessed rest of your day, blessed rest of your week, and uh, may the Lord equip you in every way to defend your faith with confidence.